to be afraid It comes on so slowly and comfortably It's like salmon in the sea Mother Mary, thank God I believe this which comes so easily I know what my faith has brought me to this complete It's like sailing in the sea Lost in a beautiful place Losing my sight is like sailing in the sea Hi, this is Laura Jean Fenella, singer and songwriter coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and I wrote a beautiful song for you today, and it came from, I've been spending quite a bit of time on my yoga trapeze, and it's like a hammock swing type of thing, so even if I'm not using the the arm parts that are attached to it to exercise off of, I can sit in the hammock, swing, and rock. And I found myself swinging in it yesterday um, in a place where I just was, I was taken away from everything else around me. And I don't know if you remember when you were little and you would swing, you would just be lost in your own place. I was even further out than that. And it was just, um, it was like a new normal for me though. And when I came back, I realized I had left and went to a different place. And it was such a beautiful thing. And I couldn't figure out how to word it so I could pass on this feeling that I had just um, experienced because I'm fighting for my eyesight. And I can feel when my body wants to go to a different place to rely on different areas within me. And it was my first time that I really had that feeling of being in a new normal. And um, I watched a movie called True Spirit on Netflix, and it's about um, a little girl who was 16 who sailed the ocean. And for some reason, after watching that movie, the words came to me, and um, I was able to put down some really uh, beautiful words to share um, where I was at. So um, let me just tell you the lyrics if you couldn't hear them in the song, which I'll have at the end of this, but I sit here rocking, though I know you're still with me. I caught a moment when you weren't. I wasn't scared for that time. Just lost in a beautiful place. I was sailing in the sea. So I needed something to compare it to where I was. And my my father would take us on boats all the time when we were little, and I loved his boat. And then he also took me sailing when I went home after my initial brain injury in 1990 from anesthesia. And it was scary to me, but when I let go, I could feel the beauty of the air and everything and the water pulling me. And um, I know he wanted me to do that, and I did. And, you know, if I hadn't felt that, I probably would have been more scared. Plus, I've been doing all kinds of, um, more scared, I'm sorry, rocking in my yoga hammock chair and um, maybe to this whole process of fighting for my eyesight 
and um, fighting to keep my eyesight. Not fighting to keep my eyesight. I'm not really fighting to keep my eyesight. I'm doing what I can do to keep it, but the whole process, I have to say, of losing my eyesight because that's supposed to be the diagnosis. But, but um, just being able to have these, these physical feelings and oh, and I've been doing a lot of meditating. I'm very spiritual. Um, I don't stop um, keeping positivity in my body all day long. So I'm constantly on positive podcasts. And I just have had myself surrounded by positivity. And that's what's been really helping me. And so that's why I was able to go to that place on, on, on my hammock swing. And it was just like, I kind of knew a little bit the feeling of losing a sense because I have had my senses damaged from the anesthesia. And I feel this is how I got to this place because I was so vulnerable after it happened to me in 1990 and nobody stepped up to say what really happened to me. So I was tossed to the wind and I really worked really hard to get to the place I was in my life. I was independent, not taking any more abuse in my life. And I was basically on my own. But when you're estranged like that, you're in such a dangerous pool of like monsters and goblins, so to speak. And everything around you just wants to gobble you up. And that's basically what had happened to me. So so that's where I was in the verse. And then the chorus, um, I, I started saying, it's like sailing in the sea, just swinging in my chair. Lose my sight is like sailing in the sea. And that's the only thing I could think to compare it to at that time, now that I saw this movie, but, and at the time of when it was happening. I know now not to be afraid. It comes on so slowly and comfortably. It's like sailing in the sea. Mother Mary, thank God I believe. Now this just came to me very quickly. This voyage comes so easily. I know all my faith has brought me to this calm place. Now, I'm certain that my faith has, has brought me to this place where I can share this process so beautifully with you. Of course, it's like sailing in the sea. I change this one a little bit. Lost in a beautiful place, losing my sight is like sailing in the sea. Now, I like that, but sometimes I know people will switch up the, the choruses to just give you a little bit more information where they're at. And then I got the last verse with the bridge. And when the dark all happens, I know I'm in a safe, comfortable place because I feel it now, rocking in my swim with my eyes closed. I'm locked up in this feeling. I'm closed in this thought. I know I'm safe and secure no matter what happens now. And then the chorus again, it's like sailing in the sea, lost in a beautiful place, losing my sight. It's like sailing in the sea, sailing in the sea. I say the chorus again before I say that, but... I just was really taken by like that whole thing of I watched two true movies. I love true movies. Um, and one was Doggone with Rob Lowe and the other one was was True Spirit with this young 16-year-old. It was a true story for sailing around um, uh, I guess the world you would say. And um, so I just really get inspired by true movies because I, I feel my strength and I say, boy, you know, if these people can do this, I can do this. And then I want to share my, my story, you know, my true feelings, where I'm at. And I want to be strong and bold and powerful and make a stance and just 
you know, make something positive out of this situation that I'm in. And I find myself much more at peace now, even though, like, you could look at it like it's the worst of the place that I can be in with with all the abuse that I've gone through. But really, I found such a peace. It's like when you reach out to people, when you have something, they can actually see how much they respond to you. It's like amazing. Um, another thing I found is um, I listened to an audio called Thunderdog, and I don't have the full name of the man who wrote it. He, let me see, I know his name's Mike, and I've been listening to things on audio because it's really difficult for me to, um, oh, Michael Hingson, H-I-N-G-S-O-N. Now, the reason that um, it helped me to listen to this, I had a friend of mine, Gail Crabtree, um, who had referred me to this story. She said, it's so beautiful. And it's about a man who was born blind. He wasn't born blind, he became blind because he was born early and he was put in the ICU and the lights on his eyes years ago that they used to use on many babies uh, blinded him. So he ended up eventually when he was 14, I believe was the first time he got a service dog, um, you know, talked about the bonding to the dog. And it helped me if I have to have a service dog, I'm already talking to, guide dogs USA and they give you free dogs if you become legally blind and you know not knowing how much sight I may or may not lose um, it's comforting to know that I actually fell in love with they're called uh, labadoodles and then they have golden doodles and these beautiful dogs because my son has allergies to dogs I would not want to have a dog around me that's going to be so attached to me and he comes to see me and he has to be know uncomfortable so I fell in love with the Labradoodles which is really funny because when I left my husband when I was 22 it was like the hardest thing for me because I was so used to being with someone at that point I didn't know how hard it would be and the pain was just so heavy on me physically and I could feel it in my chest all the time and I saw the Labradoodle and I remember like the little ones not that like I'd have to get a medium standard to help me walk outside safely but the little ones I remember falling in love with one of them and I my heart just cried for one of those and it's so strange all this way down the road and from all the abuse now you know there's a, a very good chance that I'm going to need one of these even if it's just to help me out because I have a mild brain injury and now my senses are hurt even more to my sight where it could be dangerous but um I just found, and, and I, another thing you could get angry at, um, but no, I, I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, what a kind of a beautiful thing. And then the other thing that really helped me with Thunderdog was my connection to the World Trade Center. Um, Mike calls it ground zero, you know, the 9-11 horrible story, was because the last time I was myself fully was when I worked in the World Trade Center. And I couldn't understand why. Like a lot of times I thought I was thought I was thinking because I wasn't there. Though last time I worked there, it was like um, in 1990. And it was the end of the year. And I was uh, interviewing for a job on the 100th floor. And it was just a temp job that I was working there for a couple of weeks. I was doing, um, ended up doing some paralegal. And... Um, because I had to have the surgery 
this routine surgery was supposed to be. <laughs> That's why I ended up with the brain damage from these faulty medical people at a faulty place I found later they didn't run properly. But um, I couldn't continue with the, the job uh, prospect, even though I interviewed and I did really well and I felt extremely good about it. And I said, okay, this is the time in my life where I'm going to accept to, I would accept this job and I'm going to accept to work full time. And I had been kind of in demand at every job I worked at, always being offered a permanent job. And I, I just didn't feel right about it. And of course now you could say, oh, I should have taken it. Look at all the bad things that happened to me. And then what would happen to me if I worked at the World Trade Center? But I mean, we're talking, would I have worked there 11 years? I mean, I was a person to kind of stay put if I found something I liked. I always stayed and finished these jobs for the most part. And so, you know, that was one thing I thought that I was always comparing it to. And I'm saying, well, I was beat up instead and taken down to such a vulnerable place. And God awful things done to me. But what my real relationship was listening to Mike take you step by step down the stairs, trying to get out of the World Trade Center and listening to him talk about every step and every floor. And I started picturing the building and I started remembering things about the building like really clearly. And I couldn't do that before. And then I realized that I was having like flashbacks of when I was full. And I knew that the last time I was fully myself, obviously, <laughs> if that was my last job before the anesthesia incident happened, was there at that last time I worked, um, and which was at the World Trade Center. And I, I really, really, um, could see the difference of, oh my gosh, I was a completely different girl. I was whole and full and there and feeling everything and every sense around me. And that was the last time that I had that feeling. And the nice thing is I get little flashes of it now. And um, though obviously flashes aren't enough for it to be like a permanent thing, but it's nice to know I can tell the difference of when I was me and what I am now and the state I'm in physically. So that was um, that was really a wonderful journey. And I think that probably brought me to be able to write this song and really fully uh, relate to um, a period where I'm at and be able to share something that can be so powerful maybe for someone else. And I also learned by listening to Mike talk in this book that um, sight is so relevant to all of us. We're all in the same place as far as sight goes because sight is really insight and sight is just, uh, there's so many ways to see things. So um, this song really can relate to many people because they could have found something that they just was never able to see before. Like me with the listening to this gentleman talk and tell his story. I couldn't believe how much he could really express himself in this audiobook. And let me tell you, if you hear this man talk, he does not sound blind. And I know that might sound ignorant, but to me, it made all the sense in the world because I never heard anybody talk so non-blind. I mean, he sounded like 
such a professional person, like extremely authoritarian. And they were actually working on security, Port Authority, the day of 9-11. So, I mean, you know, he could be so much higher up than we all know, but you could hear in his voice that he had that even if he wasn't. I mean, it was amazing. So, I mean, there's so many things that we just don't know unless we're tossed into that arena of you know, having to kind of explore something that we're completely unaware of. So I just thought it was interesting. And I really hope you enjoy the song. Um, you know, recording, it came out really good. I practiced it and practiced it. I just put it together from last night to today. So it's it's rough, but it's certainly pretty for the podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you like this week's podcast. So until next week, God bless. Stay safe. Lord Jean Finella, singer-songwriter. City rocking, though I know you're still with me. I caught a moment when you weren't. I wasn't scared for that time, just lost in a beautiful place. I was sailing in the sea.
Sailing the sea, sailing the sea.